Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all. And Brando. The dude's 45 years old today. I'm not going to say happy birthday to him because I hope he had a bad birthday. I hope he blew out a candle over an avocado and then didn't eat it. It's just miserable. On Buffalo Rumblings. Back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddy Brando, as always. This is the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms or almost all of them at Not Buff Podcast. Brando, how you doing today? It's a Thursday afternoon, a little bit later than normal, but uh, I like these afternoon tapings. They work. It's better than recording at 10 when I got to get up at 4.45 and... This yes, is nice. Yeah, this is my dinner time, right? I, I, I'm done for the day. <laughs> like I, I, I worked my full eight hours today already. So yeah. So we cool. had we had the preseason game last week. Obviously, we're a little bit far removed. This episode will come out on Friday, so we'll be kind of looking forward to the game that comes up tomorrow, which is Steelers. Yes. They're going to Pittsburgh for the preseason game. We just got word that the starters are going to play a quarter and a half which is a lot. So maybe they're treating this like the dress rehearsal game ever since they switched from four preseason games to three. It hasn't really been standard. Like you didn't know if it was going to be the third preseason game that was the dress rehearsal like normal or the second to last one. So I like this idea because give me as much space as you can in between this game and on the field. So God forbid somebody sprains their hammy or something like that, pulls their hammy or sprains a knee or whatever, then they got time to recover before week one, which if it were me, I don't think Josh Allen needs to see the field at all, but you do have a formidable matchup in the Jets week one. Can I give you my theory on this real quick? Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about the Steelers and we're talking about Mike Tomlin. And then when you say Mike Tomlin, I mean, he's never not at a 500 record or higher, right? Mr. Consistency, yep. no matter what. Kenny Pickett, Duck Hodgins, Ben Roethlisberger, old Ben Roethlisberger, crippled Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you the name it. The ghost of Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, all of those happen. He got each one of those players. Yes, those that um, was each each one season in the NFL. <laughs> the thirteen and 0 team that was hilarious. When they went. <laughs> and they just lost all at the end of the season badly. But these guys are buddies. Sean McDermott. You know, it's not new knowledge that they went to the same college together and they both wrestled. Right? Did, did Mike Tomlin wrestle, or did I just make that up? I think you just made that up. Oh, I just but, made it up. He seems like yeah. he could be a wrestler, but um, <laughs> I think I think they're buddies. I, they have to be. I think they're too similar. You know, they seem like they would be friends, and I think that because of that, I, I bet you they're going to run this preseason game just like they would a joint practice. The players on both sides. It's probably this like mutual respect. Both head coaches well liked in each other's locker rooms. You have former players from the Bills on the Steelers, so like Levi Wallace is coming home. But I met Mike Tomlin's like, guys, we got the Buffalo Bills coming in, and I got to deal with their coach that we're not going to tackle them low. We're going to let them run their stuff. They're going to let them run our stuff, and uh, it's just going to be a dress rehearsal. Don't go full tilt. I think that's why they're going to play so much. 
So like a quarter and a half, it'll give them enough to get through multiple phases of the game, right? Well, can I just give you my like yes. instant take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make me feel so much better if every injury that ever happened ever was because of intentional That's things. That's so true. That's very true. <laughs> so, I didn't think about it at all for a second that, you know, incidental things happen. Yeah, Kevin Cobb's yelling not, at us somewhere. Not everything is is a Greg Williams intended, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. But when you say intentional unintentional injury my first thought in my brain it's just like you know you see a cartoon and they slip and their feet go up higher than their head and they fall like that's what i picture happened to kevin cobb so anytime <laughs> i think about an accidental injury that's what i think about yeah but yeah there's a the whole theory of, a little bit yeah yeah right and, and then it's it's in a lot of sports there's a whole theory whereas if you change what you're going to do you're more apt to get hurt right so if you're not going 100 percent you're yeah. only going at 50%. If you're going to swing a golf club and you're thinking about it, if you take anything off of, you know, if you're wrestling, you could get hurt, right? That's yeah. something that you try to avoid. But I think about it in my coaching career. Like I talk to the coaches, right? It's kind of an, an you know, you play the same 12 people every year. Same thing in the NFL, except it's every couple of years. So I'm in contact with them, right? Trying to logistically plan certain things. And in the NFL, you don't obviously have to plan for stuff because they have guys to do that. But you still, you know, you're in communications with people. And I, you know, you do the joint practices. You you script the game plan with the coaches. Like, what is that like in the preseason? How are the coaches' relationships different in the preseason compared to the regular season? I'd be really interested to ask Sean McDermott that question. Because you hear sometimes they let the coordinators call the plays. You know, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers call plays and... There was a couple of years ago where McDermott let all the assistants do everything, which is a nice way to delegate some work. Um, yeah. But also get that coaching experience. So I'd be curious. What do you think? Do you think uh, it's any different, like less intense, maybe a little more I casual? Th- I think it's whatever they want it to be, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it's all protected by the fact that it doesn't count. So everyone yes. should be going 100%, but hopefully you don't get guys going 110%. You know, but you also might get that a little bit towards the end of the game because you got guys fighting for roster spots. And you should at that point. Like I this this conversation is only for the first half, right? You right. say, listen, our first half, this is what's gonna happen. Let's not mess around with it. You know, it's like if I I don't know, you get a couple of, of geezers out there and it's like I remember coming in when I coached at the Y being like, Look at I I have the bad team this year, right? I got the developmental team, I'm rebuilding. So it's like I'm gonna play these guys for this amount of time. So please react accordingly with your lineup so we don't lose by a hundred. And then they still leave their starters in, you know, it's like, you know, and they blow you out and they're just kind of like jerks about it. But I don't know. I would love (laughs) to know the dialogue between coaches before a preseason game. It's probably a little bit different than between coaches at the Y, but I'm just, I'm making assumptions here that I don't. We're like the same, basically. (laughs) Anyway, well, let's talk about some of those battles towards the bottom of the depth chart. Some of them have gotten really interesting. Some that we anticipated like middle linebacker and cornerback two going in, but maybe one that we didn't anticipate was Andy Isabella making his case to be on this roster. The way it shakes out, it's either like they got to keep seven wide receivers or someone's got to go. And I was like, Oh, they could just keep seven. Historically, they haven't done that before. And looking at the rest of the roster, there's not really a good place to take that spot away. There really isn't. So you're down to basically two spots for Shakir, Justin Shorter, and Andy Isabella. Two out of the three of those guys will probably make the team and one will be released. So what are your your thoughts on that? And, And first of all, do you think that Andy Isabella has even 
flashed enough to say that he deserves a spot on this team or bring something to the table at that wide receiver six position, probably. I don't know. I'm going to make it personal because the dude has a skill that is not currently on the team. And I'm going to tell you what our football coach told me, right? He's like, speed kills. It's like, you don't have to be able to do anything. You're making this team. And again, our varsity football coach was dumb as bricks and we had 18 total players. So for him to cut anybody is just poor management, right? We're all making the team. But to get playing time over your own recent draft pick, that's the thing. And then you look at your personnel. If you have an outside guy, right? And you're talking Diggs and Davis. Davis is the guy that brings the size. You know, Knox and Kincaid can bring the size too. And Kincaid might do that a little bit on the outside. But if somebody goes hurt, Shakir can play an outside wide receiver role. But you're looking at shorter as your primary X backup receiver with big guy, big body, the ability to provide a dimension that's not already there. And then you're looking at the other guys and you got... Well, well, provide a dimension that is already there. Yes. Well, you're trying to supplement Gabe Davis, right? He's one of the few guys on the roster with size. So So it's it's like, do you want to protect against injury? Or do you want to bring something to the table? Because, and it also depends how many guys they keep active on game yeah. day, right? Because yeah. is this conversation mute if they only have four active wide receivers on game day, which they probably have five, yeah. five active guys on game day, I would think. What Maybe think? six, though, if they have, if you're thinking about specialists, though, because in the past we've had five running backs active on game day or something like that, because it's like Naheem Hines is a specialist, whereas like this year, some of those returners are are receivers rather than running backs in this case. So it's a very good point. The only thing that goes with it is, I don't know, shorter being the rookie. I think he might be able to be snuck onto the practice squad. I don't want to lose him though. You know, fifth one, Antonio Brown, late round receiver. These guys, Steph Diggs, late round receiver. They can develop at their own pace, but you can say that for the other guys. So and you, know, could, and you could even say that for Andy Isabella, like, is this his breakout year after four years in the league? Right. I'm so glad you said that, John. Cause yeah, I if you think of all the slot wide receivers that took that long to develop in the NFL. And I'm not saying this guy is like the next Wes Welker, Cole Beasley, Julian and Edelman, Amendola and Edelman, all yeah. the slow guys who took a, a while to develop in yeah. their careers. I'm not saying he's the next unicorn, but you'd never no. And I mean, the guy was with Cliff Kingsbury. Okay. You know, he, could, he could be a diamond in the rough. You there know? you go. Multiple things. Wes Welker, right. He was claimed from Miami and turned into a star in New England, right? He was, a, he was nothing. And Julie Edelman, late round pick, he was nothing. You know, that's cool. These guys can come from nothing. But the point that you just made, I like. And you hear him talking about it on WGR a little bit. Development of players. We haven't been great at it on the offensive side of the ball, but this could be something interesting. So maybe David Davis is a good example of it, maybe, but he's yeah. he's in the minority, right? Yeah. And and you when you look at it, Andy Isabella coming out of college, second round pick, 62nd overall. John, how many yards do you think he had in his final year? Where did he go to college? Where did Andy Isabella go to college? Just had uh, UMass, I don't know. Sorry. Give me five seconds. Okay. Yep. So John, Andy Isabella over under, give me a number for his senior year at Massachusetts. Oh, I was right. It was UMass. Okay. Yes. Cool. I guess the college, right? Good job. Right. It's just because I talked, it's just because I talked to Pat today. It's just the magic <laughs> kind of rubbed off. Of me. How many yards did he have? I'm terrible at guessing college. Yes. Stuff. I don't know. Uh, over 500. So much more. Okay. Uh, over 1200. More. Over 1,500. 
more. Okay. Did he break 2,000? No. He had 1,698 total yards, 13 touchdowns in his senior year. And that's his senior year. His junior year, that was on 102 catches, by the way. His junior year, he makes 65 receptions for 1,020 yards, 10 touchdowns. Sophomore year, 62 catches, 801 yards, 7 touchdowns. Then you look at the other part that's interesting is he does have some rushing experience. He's gotten 40 carries over his career. For 342 yards, eight and a half yards per carry, and two touchdowns. I like that. Are, are you saying this is what keeps the jet sweep alive for the Bills? Uh, yeah, and I think you could look at a, you know the stuff Debo does in San Francisco. Debo Samuel. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. All these guys that can run out of the wide receiver position, or even when you line them up in the backfield. You know, we, you did a couple of sets like that sometimes with Isaiah McKenzie. I love That's that. When you, can, when you put a speedy guy in the backfield, two speedy guys to get him matched up on a linebacker, and then you're leaving... Just having his presence there opens up stuff for everybody else because you have to account for him. So, yeah. and then John, I got I got some trivia for you. I told you I got trivia. It's super easy. It's actually super difficult, but it's a joke because of how much of a joke that they are. So we talk about Cliff Kingsbury not being able to develop a player, but I'm looking at the quarterbacks that Andy Isabella played with since being drafted in 2018. Where was he drafted? Did I say 2019? Since drafting in 2019. Who's he okay. played? Okay. All right. Let me guess. Carson Palmer would have been the first one. No. No? That was part post Carson Palmer? So this is post Josh Rosen even. So Rosen oh, plays in 18 okay. with right. Sam Bradford, who got, got some starts. All right. So post Sam Bradford too. All right. So going backwards, I guess Kyler Murray. Rookie. Rookie year is rookie Kyler Murray. Okay, um, I got to remember some of these career back. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy plays six games. All right. Who's quarterback the, for who's the guy Isabella. who does the dance? Uh, Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton did not make this list. He played with Carson Palmer his last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn, that guy was funny. I like that guy. Yes. Former um, Lions quarterback. There's only I, I, really, I think there's two other names on here, but they're like, who? What? You might get them, but I don't think they're any... <sighs> I don't Good. know. They had, they had another guy who took snaps last year after Kyler went down besides yeah, two other guys take snaps, two other year. guys. Yeah. And it wasn't, was it Colt McCoy last year? Colt McCoy did it for the last two years. Yep. 21 and 22. Okay. Um, I don't know. Give them to me. David Blau and Trace McSorley. Oh, McSorley. I should have gotten that one. And but. when you look at Andy Isabella's NFL stats, it's two receptions in 2022 for 21 yards, one reception in 2021, 21 receptions in 2020 for 224 yards. That's pretty good. And two touchdowns. And in 2019, nine receptions. So the guy's got 33 total receptions and he could have been running wide open, unguarded with no defense on the field and still caught only 33 balls with the guys that are playing quarterback with him. Kyler Murray yeah. can't like even the, see him yeah. over the line. And Colt McCoy's like, hey, man, just go go along and get open. And, you know, and McSorley's like, we're playing football. Is that what this is? We're playing football? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I like that you brought in the NFL stats because just blindly talking about somebody's college stats is the reason why they'll be good in the NFL is, yeah. is kind of a open-ended, one-sided argument. But in comparison, okay, there's such a vast difference. Tim Tebow had amazing college stats and, and crappy NFL stats, and it's because he wasn't good in the NFL game. Well, 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 yeah. let's, let's so, not, let's not get too crazy here. Let's not I'm get just, too crazy. I just, all I saw, all I saw in the preseason game was a speed element that came in handy on a deep crosser, which Josh Allen would love to do. 
kind of looked a little bit Cole Beasley-esque on the field, sitting in some zones as well. So if he can bring that and be sure-handed, and until Khalil Shakir had that drop, I thought Khalil Shakir looked really good too. So I don't want to like... That's why this is such an interesting competition because it's like, do you go with the person that you're familiar with? Also, I want to look at it from this perspective. Can you cut one of them and keep them on the practice squad without them getting signed somewhere else? So with Khalil Shakir, if you released him, probably he not. would be subject to waivers and he yeah. probably gets claimed, right? He's going to go Zay Jones on you right now. Right. Well, Zay Jones was traded, but... Somebody traded um, for that, man. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like a seventh round pick or something. But maybe if it's if it's Andy Isabella, I mean, he's been on three teams in the last year. Maybe... Does he have an... Is he a vested veteran? Would he not be subject to waivers because he's been in the league for four years? Let's find out. And then do you convince him that it's worth it for him to sign to the Bills practice squad at that point instead well, of trying to get an active roster spot on an NFL team? Because anybody would take a, a roster spot over a practice squad spot. I'm curious because what 19, 20, 21, 22, he does have four years of service. And then so I don't know. So I think here's my other question for you, John. Andy Isabella runs a 4 3 1 40. How does that, can you give me a Tyreek Hill 40? How does that compare? Yeah. But I remember like Chris Johnson was like 4-3 flat. Or maybe like 2 point or 4.28. Tyreek Hill 4.29. So that's fast. Yeah. I mean, Is- Isabella is close to that, right? But yeah. the other, so here's the other one I got for you. Again, it's competitor is Hardy ran a 4-3-9 at his pro day. And then again, but Hardy's what, 5-6? Interesting tidbit here too. I did see that uh, Joe DiBiase tweeted out the 40 times of all these wide receivers on the roster. And I think Hardy like quote tweeted it and said like, this is wrong or something like that. Well, what I just read here is they clocked his 40 time at his pro day. So that might be what he used instead of like the official time. I didn't gotcha. find his official time, but that four, three, nine, I think anything with a four and a three in front of it is just a freak speed yeah. wise. But yeah. There, there's no way that you let a guy with a four three one who has flash like the opportunity to leave. I think you find a way. You you cut somebody else on defense. You cut somebody that. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that without just blindly saying let's let's cut somebody on defense. All right. I'm looking. I got the. Uh, okay. I've got I've got a 53 man roster projection here, so we can do easy math. Uh, this is from Bills Wire USA Today on defense. This has them keeping five defensive ends, five defensive tackles, which we already kind of decided that that would be preferable because you don't want to cut Puna Ford or Tim Settle. Yeah. Either of those guys, you want them both, especially if there's an injury in the group. You want four healthy defensive tackles that are adequate. And then you're looking at linebacker. This roster has five linebackers, Matt Milano, Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dodson, Dorian Williams, and Tyler Matakevich. And that's, that's cutting Bale Inspector and AJ Klein as well, which AJ Klein reportedly has been flashing in practice. Yeah. Which I mean, God, that, I mean that middle linebacker position is like wide, wide open. It feels like, yeah, you know, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know. I know I keep saying it more dime I mean, personnel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. He flashed a little bit. He did have a sack in the preseason game against the Colts, but I think Boogie Basham is a guy that, is going to be a victim of circumstances here because of how good we are. When you've got a guy like Russo, Epinesa, Lawson, Leonard Floyd, you know, it's, it's Epinesa or Bogey, which one you want? 
Who's staying? Who's better? I like Epinesa. Both those guys are still too early on in their development to me. And Shaq Lawson's too dependable. Oh, I didn't say uh, we're not losing Shaq Lawson. We're keeping Shaq Lawson. I want. I know I want, he's not going anywhere. But I think Boogie Basham's not even going to play unless Russo. Like you got, you got, and then when Vaughn comes back, you still have to make a shift out of those guys available. So you're going to scratch Shaq Lawson for a game, or you're going to scratch up Vanessa. You have to choose. And I think when you when you got a defensive line and you bring in Leonard Floyd, Boogie Basham is expendable. Boogie might be. I mean, I think he might take that deal if you get like I don't know. Could you get as high as a fourth or a third for Boogie Basham at this point? No, I don't think, think you do. Probably a fifth is the best you. Can I don't do. even think you do that. Really? Look, look look around the league at the players that get cut when they do the cuts. It's fifth round picks. It's sixth round picks. It's seventh round picks. It's you know these draft picks that don't flash in the first couple of years. But everybody has to cut somebody like that. You know, yeah. when, when well, Bookie was a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, I know that doesn't matter when you're getting cut, but I don't know. I think about it all the time with well, I don't really think about it all the time, but you know, when Sammy Watkins gets traded, he was a top five pick, right? And he went for a second round pick, and you get guys like Ronald Darby got traded, right? He was a second round pick, or do we do we just not sign him back? I don't remember. But no, he got traded, yep. Th- these guys that you think have value don't because of the way that the NFL is. There's so many players that could fill Boogie's role. He's cheaper. He's on a rookie contract. But I think you have to make room for somebody on the offense that Josh Allen can lean on and the whole team could lean on. Even if you he did returns to Andy Isabella, could be a, a freak in the return game. Allows- well, that's the other thing that Shakir offers you, too, is a, is a decent backup for the return game. Because it's pretty yeah. much Hardy. We're expecting Hardy to take over main duties for both. And you wonder how much the wide receiver rotation, those guys, you know, aren't getting more than a catch a game at the bottom of the depth chart, but they are seeing snaps because when you have a deep route, wide receivers come off and rest for a play. Yeah. So I think I, there's no way they're cutting shorter, right? I, wouldn't I don't count, know if he wouldn't. gets cut, but I think he goes to the practice squad, right? If, if he can escape. I mean, think about all the guys they've had poached before they could even get him to the practice yeah. squad. Brian Dale before. just calls him like, come play. And uh, remember, they're not safe on the practice squad. Look at Isaiah Hodgins last year, plucked That's off true. the practice That's squad true. too. So it's, I guess it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. It's interesting to see what they'll do. And I think it'll actually, it will really depend on how they play in these preseason games, which makes it exciting to watch yeah. because everything that we've heard about Andy Isabella behind the scenes is that he does what he's supposed to do. He yeah. works extra hard to learn the playbook. He's student of the game. He's good in the locker room, all that stuff. So he checks all those boxes. So that's not going to keep him off the team. It's just going to be circumstances or how he does in the field. Well, so that's true. And I think this is my final part to this. I think it's super important to think about it. When you're five weeks into the season here, I'm not going to be worried about adding defensive line depth because I think we're going to have enough. I think our D line, even without Von Miller is going to make a huge disruption for other teams. But with what we saw on offense last year, it was sorely like just send them straight. You run a fade route the whole time, run a streak down the middle. You're going to make more people open if you have speed like that and trying to add speed in the middle of the season versus adding a defensive end. I think it's two different things. Jerry Hughes is a free agent. You know, if, we, if we're desperate, you know, somebody goes down, give him a call. But somebody walking the street with a 43140, you know, outside of your washed up college athletes that are like, oh, I was fast enough and I just can't make it anymore. You know, like, who are you calling? <laughs> because you were clamoring for Odell last year. We're clamoring for playmakers as the season goes on. And Josh is becoming 
more and more, you know, he's stirring the drink for everybody. And you need guys that can stir their own drink. And Andy Isabella can stir two drinks with his legs going a thousand miles an hour. So I think it's, <laughs> it's easier to keep him and cut somebody like Boogie because you might need him later. Whereas Boogie, even if you go through a couple injuries, Boogie's still not seeing the field. So I think that's why Isabella is a more important player than Boogie Basham. I, I like that point a lot. That that really wraps it up. It's really about what, where you want to be midseason, what could happen with injuries. That being said, they haven't ever kept seven wide receivers. So Yeah. Well, if you want to do something you've never done, you have to do something you've never done. Mr. Amico, seventh grade health teacher. There you go. You always and get what you always got if you always do what you always done. You know, I, like I that, can fly yeah. these at you, man. I see these yes. all day long. <laughs> so give me any Isabella. Even if he is two handoffs as a wide receiver, jet sweep in the playoffs, if, if that's all he does, he's worth it over somebody who's not going to play. All right. Well, let's get a break in here really quick, and then we'll be back. We got, let's see, Josh's Jacks, Madden, mixed bag. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back after the break. Don't get that word burnt out. Josh's Jacks is back. Yes, right? it is. Okay, so quick fire. Top three cereals of all time. For cereals? you. Cereals. Cereals. Yes. Not cereal killers. Well, I thought it was like series like Breaking Bad or like No, oh, like that's that. a much longer conversation. Yes, yes. I'm like I'm Josh Allen with that. I like Peaky Blinders. So we've talked nice. about this. Yeah. I like Peaky um, Blinders too. All right, you go first. Do you want me to go first? You go first. Uh, I can just pound him out. Number Boom. one, Josh's Jacks, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've never had Josh's Jacks. I've never actually been able to eat them. I'm not a sugary cereal person. I'm not even a cereal eater. I was growing up, but I'm not anymore. Number one, Cinnamon Life is the bell of the ball. Yeah, it's, great. it's the best. Perfect balance of sweet and cinnamon and filling. Number two, they don't even make them anymore. Post-frosted mini wheats. They tried to make them healthier there for a second, and then they just discontinued them. They went to the light blue boxes, and there wasn't even like visible frosting on them anymore. And I felt cheated. Anyway, they make the like frosted mini wheat still, I think. Or wait, no, what is it? Frosted shredded wheat is what I meant to say. Okay. That's the one that I like. Frosted mini wheats they still make. That's a Kellogg's yeah. product. Uh, the post version though, they probably make the, those in Buffalo. Probably do. Probably do. Uh, and then honey bunches of oats. Good cereal. Is, is uh, another one of my favorites. All the varieties of that. Almonds, yes. whatever you want to do. Honey. But, honey. Just the honey one. Yes. Yes. Yep. That's good. There you go. Um, I'm going to go the sugary route. I like cereal. I will buy the prepackaged containers of cereal for a dollar just because I bring, I eat them in the gym when I'm teaching. I eat them for snacks. I eat them all the time. I'll have cereal for breakfast. You know, if I'm, if I'm anywhere, that, but I like them in the to-go container because I never have a time. 99% of the time, I don't have a clean spoon. So that's a pain in the butt. I got to get one of the plastic ones from the cafeteria. But now, do you have milk on hand to go with these? The do you lunch have like ladies, a little mini fridge, yes. or you got no, no, no. I talk to the lunch ladies. They give me some milk. You know, nice. They're, they're All nice. Right. They're so, great. So, so, but I'm gonna go Reese's Puffs, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I really, really do love the. It, it's not the berry. It's not the peanut butter, but like the original Captain Crunch. 
Okay. I really like those are three sugaries. I'm I'm a huge raisin ban fan. I'm a huge honey nut bunches of oats fan. I love the cinnamon life. I, I but I buy these boxes and I I keep a box of Fruit Loops in my office at all times. Sorry, this is a rant now. One of my students, <laughs> we were, it was the hundredth day of school when I was teaching kindergarten, and we do a hundred Fruit Loop necklace. He had never had Fruit Loops before, and he's making this necklace. And I, I see him. He has two hands full of cereal and his face is in his hands and he's eating him. And he looks up at me and I'm like, hey, don't joke. He looks up at me with this huge smile. And these Fruit Loops are coming out of his mouth and the cheeks are like a squirrel full of nuts. <laughs> he's like, I've never had these before. They're so good. So I keep them in my office to give him some. That's Mr. hilarious. H is so, I never was huge. Like, I don't like the multicolored cereal. Like if it's if he's got more to, than two colors, it's too many for me. I'm like a weirdo like that. That's a pot. That, that's, you know, you say you're like a weirdo like that. And when the kids tell me that their parents don't allow them to eat the red dye or eat the blue dye, my first thought is, oh man, I'm sorry. And then my second thought is like, I read about what red dye does to you and it's not good. So it's yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like, on right. the, on the O's though, um, apple cinnamon Cheerios are pretty good too. That'd be like my favorite Cheerio variety. Yeah. Honey nut all, all day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, you looked a little mad when I said apple cinnamon. That, they're gross. Like, I, they're like, gross. No, I don't, I don't like it, man. The apple cinnamon <laughs> oatmeal's disgusting. Like I think it's why would you not have anything that's not brown sugar oatmeal? But I remember being younger and having the apple one on accident. I was like, this is terrible. I was so yeah, appalled. The apple one where it's got like the the dried stuff in it. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't too good. Honey nut Cheerios, good ones. They're great dry. They're great with milk. They're good all the time. They're good it's for true. your heart. It's true. What they say. All right. What do you got up next? I forgot. Nothing. The <laughs> Terry Hills Golf Classic was in Batavia. Um, that's true. That was cool. Dan Marino. Bruce Smith, Chris Berman, everybody comes to this tiny little town in Batavia to play. It's cool. Good little 15 seconds of fame. Nice course if you've never played it. Yeah, I've actually never played it. Really? We should go. We should go. That's nice. Brandon, you've played Terry Hills a bunch. but Many times. All 27 holes in a day. Multiple times. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, and there's two courses in that town. And Well, I guess there's a couple other ones. Meadowbrook and the, the little ones that we used to play. Those are fun, but... Meadowbrook was fun. That was, I didn't realize golf courses got bigger than that. Right. When that's what all we played forever. It's like, it's like a thousand yards for nine holes. And the other ones we go play are like 3,500 yards. You know what? I actually, I was looking up some of these golf courses the other day because I had sent you a video. I love these, these videos. I don't know if anyone else has ever seen them. The European tour does them, but it's 500 shots to make a hole in one on a par three. So they take pro golfers and they give them 500 balls. Or sometimes it's two guys, like they've done it with Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy before, and they give them both 150 or something like that. And they basically take an entire day with all those shots and can you make a hole-in-one on a short par three? And it's kind of 50-50. Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't, but the videos are very entertaining. I'm like, yeah, Brandon, this would be so fun to make a video like this and like just like, you know, just to go do it and yeah. then just film it at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, put it on the socials for for that kind of stuff. I'm like, what kind of golf course would let us do this? And it's like no golf course because... The one that I work at would not allow us to do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because you'd basically be taking up a hole for an entire day. It's not even that. It's what happens to the green. Exactly. Well, you'd have to have somebody like... When they film these videos, somebody's got to be picking up the ball. Somebody's got to repair every single divot. Some of them don't though. You see what the greens look like? I, I saw a video and it was like what the guy... He did a challenge like this. Uh-huh. And he left the balls out on the green while he was hitting, which again is kind of stupid because you can't get a roll. You're going for like a dunk. Right. Yeah. But it was like a snow, 
like a hailstorm. I also saw a video of a hailstorm. Yes, on a golf I saw course. that. I that saw that crazy. too. That destroyed yeah. the green. That was yeah. awful. So yeah, no, obviously you'd have David repair, but I was like, yeah. okay, there was. Do you remember Sweetland Pines? Did you ever yeah. golf at yeah. Sweetland Pines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, they closed in 2015, and I was yeah. like, look into you know, it's it's the Google go find their land by, and like. It's all Ask overgrown and stuff like that. It's so sad, yeah. man. We used to have so much fun doing yeah. $5 Fridays out there. Yeah. I, the way that times. we can do it, like I said, you know, you go to somewhere that has 27 holes, you hit 10 shots on each par three. And there's like eight par threes out of 27 holes. No, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. But. And hope that someone is not, you know, it'd be, oh, you know, we might have to do this now. There's a, uh, I didn't think about this. There's a course here that's almost never busy. That is like a, like a one hour drive from here. <laughs> And my buddy who I golf with here, he doesn't like being around people when he golfs. So we always go there. Fair enough. Yeah. So, cause you don't have to deal with anybody. They have two sky hole par threes. So and are you so aiming up or are you aiming down? Down, down. Oh, like it's, the one we played at Capitol Hills. Yeah. But even more so oh. like this is in the hills of Tennessee. Yeah. Like there is like the car path is dangerous to get back down yeah. afterwards. So maybe something like that wouldn't be, be too cool. bad. But Something. we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast and oh. all other platforms. Last thing. Fantasy yep. football update. Oh, yes. You yes. got to message us if you want to play. All right. First come, first serve. Shoot our Twitter a DM. The gates are open. Yep. The gates are open. I want to say we got a decent amount of slots left. And uh, our champion from last year will be returning. And outside of that, you gotta you gotta let us know so you can so you can play with us. Draft will be updated when we fill in the rosters. I like the rule: if you win the league, you get to stay. That's fun. Yeah. So. Well, even if you didn't win the league, you just have to shoot us a message and you're yeah, good. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> wish the Four league winner. Later. Wish the league winner already did. So yes, he did. Yes. So. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, we'll be watching the game on Saturday. That's against the Steelers. At, I want to say it's like. 5 30 central 6 30 oh, eastern maybe it's a weird time yeah it's it's a it's a night game a little bit so and then their their next game next saturday is earlier in the afternoon but sweet all right until next time go bills go bills, go bills.